Hello and welcome to Let's Add Zest podcast, episode 10 with me, Izzy. And me, Lauren. Woo, episode episode 10. 10. Our last episode of the series, so we hope you've enjoyed it, because we have very much. Yeah, we've really, really enjoyed bringing lots of stories to you. And don't forget, if you'd like to keep up to date with us, it's at Let's Add Zest on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And if you want to get in touch with us, it's Let's Add Zest podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and if you want to give us any feedback, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and a rating. And you can also leave us a voice message if you want, which is just a link in the description of the episode you're listening to right now and you can send us a voice message and you can give us some feedback or some stories you would like us to talk about in episode no not episode series two series two nothing horrible but let's just think for a minute we're done well we're not done we're not done but we've done 10 episodes and we kind of said to ourselves after the 10 we'll take a couple maybe a couple weeks break and then get back into it with some with more good stories but yeah i can't believe it's been 10 episodes i know Quite it's fun. gone really fast 10 weeks of let's have yeah, and i'm really proud that we've managed to like just keep it coming out each week mm. maybe with a couple delays <laughs> but it's been good it's been yeah. really good I can definitely say, though, that technology has not been on our side for this podcast. No, not at all. Like, we've had so many problems, like problems where I'd literally be... Well, it's usually me that has a problem. (laughs) Let's say that for a start. I will literally... I think I went on Sky News one day and my microphone just died. It decided it didn't didn't like Sky News and we weren't going to work. We we li- were we not going at it trying to figure it out for 10, like about two hours? I'm not... Yeah, for about two... I think... Even previous episodes, there's been, I don't know if you would have noticed, I hope not, that there were, yeah. there's like, there's been 24 hours in between like parts of an episode before, like we yeah. recorded some part the day before, so yeah. hopefully it's not obvious, but yeah, we, technology's definitely hated us during this process, but... It definitely has. Yeah. Okay. We're here, episode 10. So we don't know how long we're not going to be back for, for series two, we will obviously keep you updated on our socials, but... Mm. Maybe yeah. a couple of weeks, could be 10 years, who knows? Just keep waiting. It's not going to be 10 years. <laughs> but obviously, in the last couple of episodes, we mentioned that we were working on something for in review. Um, what? Well, what was? What were we working on, Izzy? We were reading a book. So we wanted to spend some time actually giving our opinions on something more detailed than just like a song and something that takes more time and worth us reading an entire book, basically, to give you a great review. I think what we really wanted to do is rather than just listening to a three minute song or watching a 10 minute interview, we wanted something that we could really kind of, you you do, you spend like a week with a book and you really form an opinion over the time. And I think it's quite funny because we listened to it on, well, I listened to it and Izzy actually read the book Mm. just kind of in terms of what was easiest for us. But it's crazy because we do have really, really different opinions. Yeah. the book absolutely so we thought we'd get started with in review first this week just because it's a big segment and we've got some more important things to talk about afterwards and some really funny stories so definitely worth waiting until the end for those funny stories because we've got quite i think it's gonna be a slightly longer episode than usual today we've got we usually have like five three stories but this week we've got five or six so i hope you enjoy stay tuned So the book that we've spent the, well, I think the past week reading is The Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osman. And for those who don't know Richard Osman, he is on Pointless. And if you don't know Pointless, then 
you don't know who he is. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's in much more than that. I think much one else. Other, one other thing, maybe. Yeah, so it's quite a chunky book. It is, do we know how many pages? Just about 381 pages, and it's a fiction yeah. crime novel. And it's also known as a cosy mystery, so it's something that is quite easy to put down. I feel like if you're in between chapters, you're not going to be Definitely. stuck. <laughs> you're not going to be stuck in it. But Lauren and I, we've obviously discussed the book already and we've had different opinions. And we just want to mention as well, like Lauren said in the intro, she listened to it and I read it and I think we get different views of the book that way because when you listen to a book, you have a different... You kind of give in the information instead of taking it in yourself. And I feel like when you're reading a book, you're taking in what you want to take in. Whereas when mm. you're listening, you're being told what you need to listen to. That's so true. But do you want to get started with your opinion on the book? So, yeah, I think as you can tell by my definitely to Izzy's reference of putting the book down, it <laughs> hasn't been my favourite read. I, so this, is, this is kind of the thing I'm a bit worried about. Can I say that I've read it because I listen to it? But I think I can because so many people use audiobooks when they're kind of travelling to and from work. And that's where I did most of my reading for this. Um but yeah, so just to give you a bit of an idea on what the story is about, this is the blurb. So in a peaceful retirement village, four unlikely friends meet up once a week to investigate unsolved murders. But when a brutal killing takes place on their very doorstep, the Thursday Murder Club find themselves in the middle of their first live case. Elizabeth, Joyce, Ibrahim and Ron might be pushing 80, but they still have a few tricks up their sleeve. Can our unorthodox but brilliant gang catch the killer before it's too late? So... From my first glance, see, I've always wanted to read like a murder mystery. That's been the like, the like on top of your list of what you want to read. The genre, yeah, the genre that I've been looking for a book to pick up. So when Izzy suggested it, I thought, yeah, this is great. Let's give it a go. But just looking at the looking at the um, blurb now, the kind of term "brutal killing," I don't think it was very brutal for us. It's not very gory. It's very subtle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very subtle. So I kind of put my I put my review on Goodreads as well. If you want to follow us on Goodreads, yeah, just Lauren Wise. I think my <laughs> name is Isabella Beard. Beard. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of first said that this book is seems at first glance like the perfect introduction to the world of murder mystery, but this book for me was so confusing. Well, not so confusing, but there's just so many characters for a start. Like, you've got your four main people, Joyce, Ron, Ibrahim and Elizabeth. But there are so many people that stem off each of these characters. And s somehow, in this book, they are all, like, inter interwoven, interspersed with each other. Yeah. And I think, in a way, maybe Richard Osman was just trying to be clever about it. Trying to kind of do it in a way that... You've got so many different stories that are kind of wound up with each other, but they all kind of end up working. One thing that just came to my mind when I was talking about that was Harry Potter. Because mm. you have so many, like, stories in Harry Potter. That, and they all eventually like, make sense to each other. And they all eventually make sense, yes. But in terms of this book, I've personally found that there is so much in this book that just is not needed. Mm. I have to agree. so useless. Yeah. Mm. For example, there's a chapter or two, maybe even three... So just bear in mind, there's 115 chapters in this book. So, But they are very short. But there's at least like a few chapters where they're talking about things. And you're like, well, how is this relevant? Like, yeah. for example, there's a character towards the end who they think is a suspect. And I won't give you any spoilers. But they 
talk about so many things that aren't relevant. For for example, they travel to Cyprus, and that conversation they have in this area is so irrelevant. Not needed. Yeah. Because it just doesn't do anything. It doesn't add anything to the story. And obviously, listening to it compared to reading it, I think when you read it, you can take it in so much more. But when I was um, listening to it, I said, I constantly find myself going, rewind 30 seconds, rewind 30 seconds, because it's not, for me, it wasn't intriguing enough for me to kind of think, I've really, really got to pay attention. I just kind of had it on, and then I was like, oh, God, I've missed that. Oh, God, I've missed that. Oh, God, I've missed that. And I also kind of think to myself, if it's a murder mystery, you want to be following these characters along as they figure out bits and pieces of the story. You find out in the, like, second to last chapter, the last three chapters, who the killer Mm. is, and it is dropped in, just dropped in in the most blase way possible. Yeah. And I just thought, I remember, I remember messaging you when I like heard it and I was just like, WTF, oh my God. Mm. Like, because you just, you don't, you don't connect the dots. And maybe there are people that have been reading it and thought, oh, hang on a minute. This is it. But I really don't think there are any clues that pointed to that person. Maybe you do, yeah. I don't know. Well, the thing is, Lauren and I have come away loving this book and hating this book. So, for example, Lauren's the hater. But I've yeah. really come away... I would recommend this book to quite a few people. I really found it quite enjoyable. I think it was an easy read and it was not the kind of stuff I would usually go towards. I'm not the biggest fan of murder mystery and mystery because I feel like I've overdone that with other books and films. So this genre isn't usually what I would go for, but... I do think it was a really nice, easy read. I feel like, like I said, it's a cosy mystery, so you can put it down whenever you need to. But it's interesting enough that I wanted to pick it back up again. And I read this book. I think we both read it in about five days. Yeah, um, we did. But I think I read at least like <coughs> half. I think I read at least half of the book on like a Saturday afternoon. So I really did enjoy. It. Like it wasn't I wanted to put it down or I couldn't wait to put it down. Like I was enjoying the storyline. But I do have to agree with Lauren that there's some stories in it that aren't so relevant, but that's when I come back to listening and reading differences, whereas I feel like I could maybe skim the bits that I found weren't so interesting. But maybe that's something you do when you're subconsciously reading anyway. Yeah. See, uh, yeah, this is the thing. Maybe it's kind of difficult to both of us to comment on something when we've taken it in in different ways. Mm. I don't know whether people who have... Um, listen to an audiobook or this audiobook have found the same thing but I just I don't know it was so difficult to follow for me and I don't know whether it was the age of the characters or like some of the the because on the front of the book it's set because on the back of the book it says like thrilling moving laugh out loud funny and I did not laugh yeah, I can I agree. I find it that funny. Oh, see, I thought it was really funny. Um, there's a sentence in the first chapter which really made me laugh, or the second chapter, and one of the old ladies suggested, why haven't flat peas been existed? And I thought that's really funny. Like, it's kind of the dry, subtle humour that I quite enjoyed. Um, yeah, but again... I, I don't know. See, I, I think I did not really. if yours was read by someone else, and maybe I wouldn't have found that funny. Like, I wouldn't have laughed out loud if I heard it's it. It's funny, actually, because you... I sent a video to you of the um, the person who was reading it and even you said, you're like, oh my God, I cannot listen to that. What the fuck? I couldn't listen to that. But my overall review was I really liked the hidden humour and I thought it was quite cleverly written, but there, I looked at some other reviews online and a lot of people have 
criticised how the book was edited. I didn't notice it myself because I'm just not looking into it that much. But apparently what a lot of people have said that there is a lot of stuff that could be taken out. It's very blocky and there's lots of bits that aren't relevant. But Lauren had mentioned earlier she doesn't like books that are too descriptive. So, for example, we say stuff like... Oh, the his eyes. The grass were as is blue green. As, yeah. the, the grass, grass was green, as green or the grass as the mold was like or... an emerald. <laughs> the grass was an emerald, sparkly shade of lavender. Or like, obviously, <laughs> lavender's not green, but <laughs> you know just... what we mean. But yeah, I, I quite I, enjoy I... that, and I think Lauren's spoken to other people who also enjoy that. So it is just a preference on reading as well. I think as well, if it was something. I, uh, because I kind of think to myself, I don't, I don't necessarily not like descriptions, but I don't like descriptions that aren't needed. I like books that get to the point like straight away. There's a series that I love um, that just you, you're two, two, three chapters in, and you're already in like in the drama. And I feel just the fact that this this book goes on for 115 chapters and then three chapters to the end and you find out who it is with no hint of who that person would have mm. been and it oh i don't i don't know maybe i'm being too harsh what we but... were saying though lauren and i when we were speaking earlier it's like he was writing chapter 109 and thought oh i best finish this gonna do it quick done <laughs> it was like yeah, that. always like oh my god the deadline's tomorrow <laughs> oh yeah i'll just do it like that <laughs> yeah is that okay yeah i've said in my review it's a cop out a dash to finish the story as you realize you've gone on too long which mm. i do think so the book itself we've got the hardback version so they're slightly larger and the pa- there is a there's quite a few pages what you say like 380 something yeah i think it's just under 400 381 but the font is big for a book. It's a big font, so I feel like if it was smaller, then it'd obviously be less pages. But it is quite a fat book considering mm. what you learn, because you don't really learn too much. You like don't it's... really learn anything as well. I, I, I don't want to go go in too harsh because it's a debut novel, and obviously people are gonna try their best to make it as mm. good as possible. But it maybe just wasn't something that I connected with. I think. In t- when I say that I really wanted a murder mystery book, maybe this is kind of a bit more too, I don't know, Tame. a bit more light and fluffy. Yeah, exactly. That's a perfect word. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really about the murder so much. It's more about the characters who are working yeah. on this murder. It's not really anything about the murder. Like, and if any event could have happened, but you'd still have these people and learning about these people around it. Mm. But overall, I rated that a four out mm. of five. I gave it a two. Who's your favourite character? Let's give a shout out to our favourite characters. My favourite characters are Joyce and Elizabeth. I really like their relationship because I think they're quite funny. Joyce is more calm and collected, whereas Elizabeth is quite quick. uh, Yeah, she's like quick. Erratic. Erratic, erratic. yeah. She makes like quick decisions and she's very like secretive. It doesn't say in the book what her previous occupation was, but I've heard Richard Osman say on an interview that she used to be a spy, which gives you a lot of... She does ideas to it, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Of the kind of person she is, but obviously they're all pensioners, and I feel like the writing is very British. But Elizabeth and Joyce were my two favorite in their relationship. I thought they were quite funny, but I did like the all the characters. I think can't think of any I didn't yeah. like. How about you? My favourite characters are Bernard, Penny and John, and Father Matthew Mackey. So they're not the main characters, to be honest. Mm. I don't know. I think I I think I love the kind of characters that just give me a bit of like emotion. Yeah. And those those characters, if you read the book, 
you will be probably you'll be waiting until about chapter 75 and onwards to find out their stories but <laughs> yeah that's true just, i love them they're perfect they're well they're not perfect because their lives are so imperfect but just kind of what's happened to them on the side in their lives i think their stories are potentially better than the mm. main storyline but, but like my opinion. we said not necessarily related to the story in the slightest so true i was literally just thinking Bernard's story, what relation to no, the story at all? Literally nothing. <laughs> oh, that's so Literally true. Nothing. He like, could have Penny been cancelled out the entire series. Yeah, Penny and John, Matthew Mackey, they both still have a little bit of a relation to just kind of waving in. But Bernard, you could literally be taken out and nobody would realise. Yeah. <laughs> Despite Lauren's hatred for the book, there is a film coming out, which, well, the narrative has been bought by Steven Spielberg for a future film, which is interesting. And there's also a sequel already planned to come out in the summer, I think, which I am going to pre-order. So I do actually enjoy the book that I want to read the second. So I would I think I will read the second. I'd as like a film. to see if it's any No, I will read the second book and I would watch the film. I would yeah. just because I f- want to see what it looks. <laughs> sorry, I kept interrupting you, sorry. but as a film, Lauren and I have both discussed that it's going to be a really good film. Really good film because the characters are so confusing to read on paper. It's slightly different to when you're actually watching it because you have a face to match it with. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Like you can always recognise that person, and you people the characters are so distinguishable when you've got a face. Even if you don't remember their name, you recognise them as who they are and what they do. Definitely. But it's going to be very interesting. Obviously, I doubt that's going to be out for quite a while. Or yeah, God. If, it might like, not even get picked up properly. But. Yeah, but I know he's bought the like storyline for it, which is great for Richard Osman as a like his first Dave ever book. Novelist. Yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, I personally, well, you know what, I, I would recommend it. I would like people to read it and then maybe tell me as to why it is good. Because mm, you can't tell I someone to not read go. a book because everyone's got different. They want different things from views books. Yeah, mm. so. If we hated something, you doesn't mean you won't love it. But I, again, it shows in our opinions. I really like this book and Lauren not so much. Okay, so we're only doing one serious story of the week and we've, the, the remaining stories of the episode will be more lighthearted. But this one was obviously very big in the news recently and we were kind of waiting on this to happen so we could record about it because we knew we wanted to speak about it so we thought we'd wait a little bit for episode 10 to go out so we could discuss this but as you would have seen in the news recently because it's been massive that Derek Chauvin has been found guilty on all three charges against killing George Floyd last year on the 25th of May in Minneapolis. Those three charges were second degree murder, third degree murder and manslaughter which he was found guilty for by the jury on all three counts. <laughs> so Chauvin's bail was immediately revoked and he was placed in custody. Sentencing is likely to happen in two months and he could spend decades in jail. In Minnesota, second degree murder carries a maximum sentence of 40 years in prison and third degree murder is punishable by up to 25 years in prison and second degree manslaughter up to 10 years in prison. And Chauvin now spends 23 hours, 23 hours of the day in solitary confinement for his safety. Which Lauren and I did expect. We discussed it, but as soon as we found out, we thought, oh my God, that's literally the first thing we said, well, he's going to be in solitary confinement because everyone must hate him so much. So much. He could not roam a prison, like, 
oh my god it just makes me smile so mm. much <laughs> and sh- apparently he is expected to appeal against the verdict which is I interesting mean, I think, I, well i think that's to be expected i don't think many people go to prison and don't appeal there especially mm. if they, they plead not guilty which he did didn't he yeah he pled not guilty so if he's still he's I, his defence um, probably still believes they have some sort of a case against him obviously not being in prison mm. but it's funny because I actually saw something shared on I think it was either Instagram or uh, Twitter earlier and it said something about this American news channel um, he said he had the headline something along the lines of a murderer pic- filmed murdering someone has been found guilty of murdering this person <laughs> it was just like well it's, I don't know, it's it's just karma. Right? Karma comes around. And for once in America's history, it's so, so rare for an officer to go to prison for a crime against mm. someone. It really is. And I think even Joe Biden said this is just a change. It's going to signal a change that is to come in the American justice system. Mm. Absolutely. So he's been charged for manslaughter, which is when someone unintentionally causes another person's death. Second degree murder is the act that led to someone's death that could have been unintentional or intentional. The maximum sentence for this is, like Lauren said, is 40 years. And third degree murder means that the individual has acted in a way that endangered one or more people ending in death. So I'm assuming third degree degree murder is like intentional actions, but not meaning death. See, it's funny because... I've kind of been looking at how people have reacted in America and I think it's just been a a feeling of celebration, which in some ways, as you would say, is strange because someone is going to prison. But I think this is a cause to to celebrate because at the end of the day, this person committed a crime. And it was, that's the thing, it was captured on so many recordings and it published all over the world. And I genuinely, I actually thought he would get away with it. I didn't think he was mm. going to get found guilty. But I think if he hadn't have been found guilty, there would have been uproar. I think they even said Minnesota and Minneapolis was literally on a lockdown. Um, well, probably in the best way that they could control it because they were worried that if it did come out as not guilty, mm. they would have. It, it would have probably been a complete repeat of the like the protest but in a more violent and significant way yeah because i know that so many people were gathered outside of the courtroom but even i think the scenes although they were celebrating still sadness that they're not getting back what they've lost whereas obviously derek is losing what he's got but they don't get back what they've already lost and i saw a tweet Mm. it was written by at Eliza talks and she mentioned how it was a relief and not yet George Floyd's family doesn't get him back nor does the verdict guarantee the safety of those whose humanity remains in the question due to the white supremacy this is still a relief which is because I suppose I also saw a photo on Instagram earlier which I didn't know who posted it but it was a list of all the people who have been killed but nothing's come from it and it's just a historical moment that this is the first crime which is similar to many others that has had repercussions and something's actually happened yeah yeah i mean just to have a recap on what happened to george floyd he was 46 he was buying a packet of cigarettes at a convenience store on the evening of may 25th 2020 and a shop assistant believed he had used a counterfeit 20 dollar note and called the police after mr floyd refused to give the cigarettes back um and i think actually while during the trial, there was like video footage shown of um, 
his arrest, like from like dash cams and the cams attached to the police officer. Like the body, body. cam, yeah. Yeah, and as he mentioned this earlier, saying like he was being pushed in the back of this car and he was panicking. He was saying that he was claustrophobic and then could he just have like three seconds to breathe, get his breath back? And then obviously he got out the car, they wrestled him to the ground and pinned him down. And it's just really, it's really hard to watch because he is there and he's screaming. He's saying, I love you, mom. He says, Let me, I can't breathe. The the phrase that has been become such, I don't know, it's used in so many platforms now as a reference to mm. him and as a reference to this crime, just to kind of shed a light or just make people realise, like, well, obviously what these people go through. And it just... It, it baffles my mind, wow, every day, mm. just to think that racism still exists and you can think you are better than someone or deserve different treatment based on the colour of your skin and it just baffles me. And yeah, What a brilliant day. <laughs> it's definitely a historical moment, but I don't know how many of like UK people watched the actual trials going ahead because obviously it wasn't fit with our like time schedule so much because mm. they are behind, but I did tune in a few times and the they were focusing on like the dash cam footage and the body cam footage and it was interesting to see it from perspectives that we hadn't seen because obviously that video recorded by that 17 year old i think she's now 18 i'm not sure of her name but the obviously the video that everyone saw which went viral of the entire scene incident yeah and what they were focusing on court was the training that the police officers rece- receive and how forceful they can be and whether that was Okay, to to, make it fit. Yeah, but obviously, if the jury came to the decision they did, which is great because I don't think Chauvin had a leg to stand on because even his own police department said that what he did wasn't against, wasn't aligning with their rules and regulations. Mm. And I think the moment that the result was read out, he just didn't obviously show any emotion. I think he was probably told not to show any emotion. He's probably knows how not to show emotion in those mm. kind of moments. But just think of how... I th- I think that... I think he's probably terrified, really, inside, to think you're yeah. going to go into prison probably for the rest of your life, the majority of your life. And we were discussing, obviously, the fact that he has been put into solitary confinement. And my I think my mum said to me after it, and she was like, oh, what's going to happen to him now? And she was... I, so he'll get sentenced in like a couple months time she's like oh not the death penalty and obviously I don't think Minnesota even has the death penalty I think only mm. a few states do now but I just thought to myself imagine he gets he's 23 hours in solitary confinement I think that might be one of the worst punishments around to be left in a room with nothing else but your mind it's definitely That's a much greater punishment compared to death because I feel like he gets to experience now the loneliness and yeah all this obviously he will think about this night and day i don't think there's a day that Mm. will go by where he won't think about george floyd and think about that day i think god if i'd have just done something a bit differently or just got off him and let him get up and let him compose himself and just been a decent human being rather than thinking i'm a police officer i'm above the law Mm. his life would be a hell of a lot different Absolutely. And this is the punishment he has to deal with. So possibly the biggest controversy this week (laughs) is caterpillars. But not any normal caterpillars. Chocolate caterpillars. Caterpillar cakes. Oh yes, I'm talking about 
Colin and Cuthbert. <laughs> the rivals from Aldi. The rivals, and... the enemies, the sworn enemies. <laughs> so, as many, of, I think everybody knows, Marks and Spencer has the lovely little Colin the Caterpillar cake. Everyone's had it at least one time in their life for a birthday. If you haven't had a Caterpillar cake for your birthday, then I think that goes down as child abuse. I haven't had one for my birthday. <laughs> You've never had one for your birthday? Never had one. I've had them on like Why? occasion, just not my birthday. I don't know. That is strange. That is so strange. <laughs> strange? I can't even speak today. Last week, M&S logged an intellectual property claim with the High Court. It said that Cuthbert, which is Aldi, sorry, the mm, another supermarket, Cuthbert's similarity with its own Colin cake led consumers to believe they were of the same standard and rides on the coattails of M&S's reg reputation hmm. so the retailer has three trademarks relating to colin which believes it means colin has acquired and retains an enhanced distinctive character which fair enough okay i kind of understand why they might have thought god like that's a bit similar because they are very similar they do look really similar they are the most similar definitely out of all the caterpillar cakes out there they do look more oh. <laughs> like twins yeah. and brothers <laughs> yeah but i just think to myself are there not more important things to worry about in the mm. world other than a caterpillar? I can agree. However, I do also see it from M&S's point of view, considering if they've trademarked a business idea, then you yeah. would, like, even if it was like a smaller business, you would be annoyed if someone else has stolen mm. your idea. So you can't... Because you all, I always see like videos on TikTok of like people pointing out like major fashion brands that have copied, say, like a yeah. minor Instagram accounts. Yeah, it is kind of true. And especially because maybe M&S has kind of been building up this character. Oh, God, I don't, I think as as I can remember. it's been around for absolute yonks. So yeah. imagine obviously them seeing it and thinking, right, that looks the exact same as what I've been doing for the last 20 years. How are you going to get away with it now? Hmm. But obviously all other supermarkets have their own version of Colin the Caterpillar. Obviously they've all got different names, but they do look similar. But I think the Aldi and M&S ones are just so similar that it's stepped on M&S's toes so much that they think we need to take this into legal action. action. So obviously Aldi, being Aldi apparently, haven't taken this very seriously, particularly on Twitter. I don't know obviously what's happening with the legal case because I'm not there. They've taken it down a very humorous path on Twitter, for example... They have done a new packaging update, which is a picture of their Cuthbert the Caterpillar in a cage. They've done another tweet saying, Marks and Snitches more like, hashtag free Cuthbert. <laughs> They've also tagged Waitrose, Sainsbury's, Tesco, Asda and said, Cecil Wiggles, Curly and Clyde, we've got you. Cuthbert has been found guilty of being delicious. delicious. So they've definitely taken it very, not so seriously, but... There was also a tweet where Aldi had tweeted Mark Spencer and said, Hey, M&S, can Colin and Cuthbert be besties? We're bringing back a limited edition Cuthbert and want to donate profits to cancer charities, including your partners, Macmillan Cancer, and ours at Teenage Cancer. Let's raise money for charity, not lawyers. Hashtag Caterpillars for Cancer. And I think M&S's response was not so friendly. Not well received, I don't think. No. So they said... Hey, at Aldi UK, we love a charity idea. Colin's been a big fundraiser for years. We just want you to use your own character. How about hashtag Kevin the Carrot Cake? That idea's on us, and we promise we won't do Keith. <laughs> so, salty or what? Like, that is God, quite a blunt response. cry about it. <laughs> yeah. But 
I have to admit, I preferred Kevin the Carrot's character over Colin the Caterpillar because at Christmas time, those Audi adverts really make me laugh, the ones with the tiny carrot. So I have no idea what this is. Mm, I can't believe we've never acknowledged him. I've yet literally got him Everyone somewhere. Everyone freaks out over Christmas adverts. I'm not that kind of girl. No, I get that. But I have got a stuffed <laughs> Kevin the Carrot somewhere and his family are really cute and really funny. Whereas but the thing is, chocolate is universal. <laughs> carrot cake is crap. <laughs> That's I true. Hate carrot cake. But they could do like a long cake of a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, but I think uh, I don't know. Maybe Kevin the carrot cake flows off better the tongue rather than Kevin chocolate carrot cake. Yeah. But anyway, MS grow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moral of the I story. Just think it's so salty. Mm. I can understand them probably wanting to make some money, get some damages, but why not just? Let bygones be bygones. Put all your money to charity and stop mm. crying about it. I night. think what makes it like not so serious is the fact it's about caterpillar cakes. But say if it was something maybe not so like with a funny face, then it would yeah. be taken more seriously. I do understand how it's a breach of their trademarking also. But yeah, it's just the fact it's about a caterpillar really is quite humorous. See now, just imagine... If Audi comes out with Penelope pigs, <laughs> they, I swear, I swear they do stuff like that already. M&S throwing punches, do they? <laughs> I oh think they do something similar. Maybe not pigs, but yeah. Maybe M&S just had enough. People keep copying <laughs> them. Drop, kick them, punch. <laughs> Okay, for our second lighthearted story of the episode, we are talking about one that I saw on Twitter, and this is a woman said she was hunting for fit fellas when caught breaking lockdown. So Louise Whelan, who's 30 years old, drove across the River Mersey from Wirral to Liverpool because she knew that were, in quotes, loads of fit fellas in the city. She was pulled over on the 4th of May 2020 during the first lockdown when she had dropped her niece off and said she was going shopping, but PC David Cullen smelled a rat and found that she had crossed a river. He said, I asked her why they had been going to Liverpool, to which she stated, I was just trying to see some fellas. <laughs> she went on to say that she had loads of problems in Wirral and that Liverpool has loads of fit fellas and that she was driving around to find someone. He then said, I pointed out to her that this was not a valid reason to be out, to which she replied, I wasn't even going shopping. That was a lie. <laughs> when Whelan told, when Whelan was told that this was not a reasonable excuse and that she would be reported for breaching COVID rules, she said, <laughs> OK. <laughs> she was fined a total of £339 by the magistrate's court. Well, there's things that many people were desperate for in lockdown, and this is obviously one of them. And that was Pops early her. into the first lockdown, so I so thought that would be the time when everyone was taking it dead seriously. Well, to be, if you think about it, we probably went into lockdown the 23rd of May last year, so she's been in lockdown for a whole month. She's probably thinking, oh my God, 30 years old, pulling the hair out with the kids, just need, need some relief. Yeah. It's quite funny, because one of the comments said, life is so unfair. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Someone said... Why otherwise there'd be some fit fellows in Liverpool and none at all in Wirral? Why not distribute them evenly across the land? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, props to her, really. If she needed needed some love, then... Mm. But yeah, that's fair enough. It's just quite a funny laugh how she was so nonchalant about <laughs> being pulled over. Why she did that, yeah. Another funny story we picked up this week. Uh, well, baking news. <laughs> a dangerous beast in a tree turns out to be... <laughs> A croissant. 
croissant. The croissant. You might choose to say it. Mm. So residents were apparently too afraid to open their windows and doors and called in rescuers to come and help them. This was actually in Poland. Uh, so they called to report a dangerous-looking creature lurking in a tree, approached it with trepidation, only to discover the mysterious beast was a croissant. A woman in Krakow had called to say the animal had been in the tree for two days and that residents were afraid to open their windows because they were worried it would get into their homes. That was according to the city's Animal Welfare Society. The organisation which revealed the case on Facebook said staff asked whether it could be a bird of prey, but she described it as resembling an iguana. (laughs) Officers feared that the animal was an unwanted pet and could have died of cold or hunger. One inspector, identified only as Adam, said that they were used to pets being abandoned, writing, We had an old Yorkie thrown in the yard in the evening, a seriously ill cat left in a closed transporter in a dumpster in carport in a dumpster carport in the winter, rats and hamsters with cages thrown in the rubbish, and even a fish in a street bucket. He described how they approached the creature. Suddenly, here he is. Got him. The brown (laughs) creature is sitting on a lilac branch. The creature sits and doesn't move, exactly as the notifier described us. His brown skin shines in the sun. We are looking more closely. Poor guy has no legs or head. Discovering the object to be a croissant, they then guessed it was probably thrown out of a window by a neighbour to feed the birds. It's hard to help something that was previously baked, not in the sunlight, Adam wrote. The organisation said the public should continue to err on the side of caution and report any concerns about animal welfare. God, it's so funny. Imagine thinking, ah, yeah, that's a croissant. Well, no, they didn't think that, did they? They thought, oh, my God, a croissant. Actually, it's a dangerous animal that nobody knows. Like, it looks like a snail. Like, I don't know. To me, it looks like a croissant. Like, I wouldn't think... Well, yeah. <laughs> that, that is true. It either looks like a croissant or a really big turd. Yeah, it does look a bit pooey. Yeah. But it's crazy that someone saw that and thought, oh my god, scary big animal needs to be rescued. Yeah, needs like, to be rescued, needs to be like put down. Obviously being a croissant it didn't move so i don't know what gave them the indication that it was an animal in distress <laughs> to be fair though it it's really i can't really see how it's so like caught in the tree like i would have thought that it would have like been like knocked out by it the looks like it's been placed or... there if i'm honest maybe well you, you can see behind it's like a high-rise building so maybe it was like thrown out but why would you throw out a croissant a croissant's a bloody good i know industry. even if it was yeah. stale i'd at least try and savor that <laughs> like put it in the microwave a bit or like the oven yeah and crisp it up oh, not butter though oh uh, no butter. absolutely not butter but yeah butter. <laughs> that's a really funny one but if you if you do want to look at the photo just type in dangerous croissant found in tree <laughs> yeah it's on the independent website and it's definitely worth having a look at mm. and our story before about the uh, horny woman from liverpool <laughs> she you can find that on the metro so take a yeah. look on there if you need to catch up Okay, so that is us done for Series 1, Episode 10 of Let's Obsessed with Izzy and Lauren. Wow. Wow, how crazy. Thank you so much if you've tuned in to Mm. this episode, if you're here with us at the end, and if you've tuned into the series, or maybe if you're new, have a look back at the 10 episodes, well, the 9 episodes, sorry, before, Mm. and... You never know, you might stumble across something that you enjoy. We've covered a lot of stories. So if you think about it, we've covered uh, just over 30 stories, probably, which is quite a lot in 10 weeks. Yeah, so plenty of stuff to keep you updated on. And, well, we hope to maybe come back a couple weeks, maybe... I don't know. Mm. I'd like to think a couple weeks, unless Izzy just hates me and my (laughs) technical (laughs) issues. 
But no. And if there's something that maybe you think we should report on or maybe we've missed, then do let us know either on our Instagram, Facebook or Twitter, which is at Let's Add Zest, or get in touch with us, which is which is Let's Add Zest podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and just want to do a quick ad before we say goodbye. There might, if you did enjoy the book area of this episode, we might have something coming soon. I might be lying, I might not be lying, but if you liked it, She's then <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned. We've found a love for reading now. We love sharing our opinions, so <laughs> it's perfect. We might have something new. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Bye.